day, a beautiful day in South Florida. Will you stand together with me? Those of you that are at home or wherever you are, maybe on the job, whatever country you're watching from, whatever state you're watching from, I want to welcome you this morning. I'm glad you're able to join us for our service here today. We want to give God praise and glory for a new day. This is the day the Lord had made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank God for this beautiful day. Thank God for the opportunity to gather in this house together with the saints here and there. Let's look to him in prayer invite him to do something special for each of us today. Let's pray. Our loving Father and our God, we thank you for this privilege. It is a privilege. What a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord on the Lord's day. To worship you, Lord, and to fellowship with the saints together. Lord, we invite you to come as you are already here. You promise where two or three are gathered in your name. There you are in the midst. So, Lord, we ask of you now that you administer to every individual, those that are here and those that can't be here but are watching us. We ask that your Holy Spirit will minister in a powerful way. Holy Spirit, we're relying on you and trusting in you to do the work that only you can do in our hearts, in our lives, bring changes, bring transformation. Spirit of God, we are resting on you today. Be glorified, O oh God. In everything, we want you to be glorified. We want to be edified, O oh God. And we pray that the devil be terrified. We ask this in Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. Let's welcome the worship team as they come this morning to lead us in our time of worship. We got an individual the worship team. This That's good. Praise, Praise the God. Lord. Worship leader. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We are thankful for the gift of life and for grace and mercy. The song says, let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Our Lord, we want your glory to rise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Oh, yes. Let the glory say, let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Let it rise. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Let it rise. Yeah. Let the songs, let the songs of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the joy of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Let the songs of the Lord, yeah. Let the songs of the Lord, let it rise among 
us, yeah. Let the songs of the Lord rise. Let the joy, let the joy of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Let it rise. Oh, 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 yes. Let it rise. Hallelujah. Let the dance of the Lord. Let the dance of the Lord. Yeah. Let it rise. Let the dance of the Lord rise among us. Let the dance of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Let the dance of the Lord, hallelujah. Let the dance of the Lord rise among us. Let the dance of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us let it rise oh hallelujah hallelujah oh hallelujah let it rise thank you father oh oh let it rise let it rise let it rise let it rise, 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 let it rise. We give you glory, oh, let it rise. Hallelujah. Let it rise this morning. Come on, just take a moment and let your praise rise in this house. Hallelujah. God, we praise you. God, we bless you. God, we honor you. God, we glorify you. God, we make your name great this morning. You are great and greatly to be praised. God, we worship you this morning. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be lifted up. You're worthy to be exalted. God, we call you excellent. We call you wonderful. Hallelujah. We call you our deliverer. We call you our strength. We call you our source. Hallelujah. We call you our sustainer. Hallelujah. We let our praises rise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You hold our every moment. You come our rage and see. Hallelujah. You walk with us through fire. God, we believe. We believe, God. We believe that you're our healer this morning. We believe that you are our help this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You hold my every moment. You calm my agency. You walk with me through fire and heal all my disease. Come on, tell him. I trust in you. Do you trust him this morning? I trust in you. Say you hold my every moment. You hold my every moment. You come. 
you calm my rage and see. You walk with me through fire and heal all my disease. Oh, I trust in you. Whoa, I trust in you. Sit and I believe, I believe you're my healer. I believe you are all I You're more than enough for me. Jesus, you're all I need. Come on, tell him. Say you hold my every moment. You hold my every moment. You come my raging. You come my raging. Oh, you walk with me through fire. You walk with me through fire. And heal all my disease and heal all my oh we trust we trust God I trust in you where my help comes from today I trust in you oh sin and I believe I believe yeah, you're my oh I believe yeah I believe yes you are all because you make the difference in my life jesus oh and i believe and i believe yeah. i believe yeah. you're my oh i believe i believe you're more than enough for me yeah. jesus you're all i nothing is ill Impossible. Come on, declare it this morning. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible for oh, you hold my world in your hands. Nothing is in nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible. Possible, nothing is impossible. Oh, you hold my word. Said, and I believe, I believe, yeah, you're my healer. And I believe you are all I need. Hallelujah. We believe. God, that you are who you say you are, and we believe, I believe, yeah, you're my portion, I believe you're more than enough for me, Jesus, you're all I, Jesus, you're all I need, Jesus, you're all I, Jesus, you're all I need, yeah. Jesus, you're all I, Jesus, you're all I need. Jesus, you're all I need.
morning to those of you who are watching in virtual church and to those present today. The word of the Lord says to us this morning from Psalm 27. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. In this, though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Let us pray to this God today. Heavenly Father and our God, we thank you that your promises are yea and amen. Thank you that you remain ever faithful. Thank you that you're all that we need. You're not only a healer, you're our portion, you're a protector, you're a provider, you're our peace, you're our hope, you're our righteousness. And you ask us to desire you, to abide with you, to tabernacle with you. Today we confess that we're guilty of not abiding with you. We have let fear overrun us. We have hidden from your presence instead of seeking you. We have filled our hearts with negative news instead of your word, which is true and pure and holy and righteous and lovely. And so we are overcome with fear. Forgive us today for failing to honor you, to obey you, to believe your promises. Forgive us, O oh Lord, that we have acted just like the world, though we are people of God, people of faith who are called to be lights in our communities and in our family. We ask your forgiveness. And today, O oh Lord, may you reassure our hearts you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as your word promised in the time of trouble, you will hide us, O oh God. May we believe your word. You did it in the past. You will do it in the present. And you will do it in the future. May we, your people, believe you and be a light to those who have no faith. Father God, we ask you to remember those who are sick today, physically. May you touch, oh God, each one. Some are in the hospital. Some are recuperating at home. God, we pray you touch each one. You are our healer, not just of our physical illness, but those overcome with anxiety and fear. May you, Lord God, remove the anxiety and put your peace. Give your peace which surpasses all understanding. May you replace, Lord, hopelessness and despair 
with your hope. You are our hope. God, visit every home today. Homes that are troubled. Marriages that are under attack. Children that are in rebellion and disobedience. Families that are breaking apart at the seams. We pray today for help. Help, O oh Lord, in this crisis. For we not only have a COVID crisis, but we have a spiritual crisis. Hear, O oh God, and help. Hear, O oh God. Hear, O oh God, we pray. You are the deliverer. We bind a spirit that is at work, the spirit of destruction, the spirit of division, the spirit of hate and strife, the spirit of fear, O oh God. And we declare peace over every home. Peace in Jesus' name. We bind the powers of darkness upon the authority of the name of Jesus. We take authority over this foe, the adversary, Satan. We bind him and his emissaries in the name of Jesus. And, O oh Lord, we pray that your people, your people would hide under the shadow of your wing. In your word, be immersed with your word so they can be strengthened to come out, O oh God. May we find that abiding place where we get strength and hope and power and victory in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for the caregivers and those frontline workers today. Many of our nurses who are forced to work overtime, even though they're weary and tired. My God, we pray for strength. We pray for grace. We pray for favor with their employment. Lord, as they go, may you renew their strength as the eagles. Give them wings to mount up above their circumstance. God, may they be shining lights to those who are sick and hopeless. May they have compassionate hearts, O oh God. And give them tender touches as they minister to the sick and the suffering. Lord, we pray for wisdom for those who are searching for a cure for COVID. God, you have your Daniels. You have your Josephs. We ask you to put it in their hearts, Lord. You're a Christian scientist that they would find a cure and you would get the glory, oh God. Father God, we are praying today for retailers and emergency workers and security workers, all those who are at risk more than others, that you would watch over them and their families. You'd be merciful and gracious. And Lord, we lift up the leaders of our nation, local, regional, and national. Lord, you commanded us that we should pray for men everywhere for those in authority also. And so we pray for them, O oh God, that you'd grant them humility of heart. You'd grant them, O oh Lord, put in their hearts the fear of God, that they would know there is one greater than any political leader. There is the supreme God before whom all men must bow. We pray, O oh Lord, that they would humble themselves, that they would listen to wisdom, O oh God, you would put around them wise counselors and advisors, men and women of righteousness who would guide, Lord, in a way that brings glory to God. We pray for solution to the problems of state, the economic crisis, the health crisis, oh God, the, the reasonable and, and fair distribution of resources for all people, regardless of their color, regardless of where they're located, regardless of their political position, Hear our cry today for our nation. Heal the great divide. Lord, we bind up that spirit of division, the spirit of hate in our nation. We pray for the love of God to be shed abroad in all our hearts. 
as we yield to Jesus Christ, the God of love, the Savior of the world. I pray today, O oh Lord, for areas, pockets of hate, pockets of violence. We pray, Lord, for the network of those who would stir up violence and hate and would instigate rebellion. God, here this morning, break up their evil network. And we pray for righteous, righteous, righteous government, fair government. We pray for justice. We pray for peace. Hear our cry. Heal our land, O oh God. Heal our land, O oh God, and have mercy. Heal our land, O oh God. We pray that as we surrender and as we submit as a nation, as we honor you and recognize you as the supreme one, that you would bring back the prosperity of former years. Lord, you'd be glorified in this nation again. Not just in pockets, but all over the nation, there'll be revival and a turning to God. A revival that spread beyond our shores. The same way we have polluted nations through our media, that we would send forth the gospel to all the nations, oh God. Hear our cry today and have mercy. Lord, we pray for your men servant who brings the word, that you would anoint and empower, that you'd send a rima word, oh God. Lord, let not one of your word return to you void, but release faith as we listen, that we may take hold of the word and it may transform our lives. Let not one return to you void. We pray for those who have never surrendered to Christ. They've listened week after week, month after month. And they've had temporary release. Today, God, may it be a day of salvation. Today, may they surrender and receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. So we commit this service to you. We pray for those at home. We pray for those who should be in church and are able to be in church and have disobeyed your word. For you have commanded us that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as some are in the habit of doing. So we bind that spirit of apathy. We come against slothful spirits that have invaded some. And Lord, we are asking right now that you touch the hearts of those who are well enough and have no reason to be away from church. That they would indeed turn around and realize their state. We bind every spirit of backsliding in the name of Jesus. We come against lukewarmness. You said we must be hot or cold or you'll spew us out of your mouth. Let none of us be guilty of that. I pray you'd awaken your church in these pressing times that we draw near to you. So bless our gathering. Bless your meeting. Send forth your word and be glorified. And we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. I want to welcome you this morning and glad that you're here. Those of you that are with us this morning and those that have joined us uh, by the World Wide Web, wherever you are, I want to welcome you for, from different states or you're joining us from different countries as some of you have in Canada, in Jamaica, and also in Britain. We've seen so many different ones. We, we welcome you this morning and glad, and those of you joining us from different states as well, we appreciate you joining us in our service this morning. This is the day the Lord had made, and we rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God. I want to shout out some birthdays. We do have some birthdays today. 
Uh, Andrea Mays is having birthday today. Sister Andrea, have a happy birthday as you gather with your family and friends. God bless you. Sister Carol Nicholson is having birthday today. Want to wish her happy birthday. Zoe Parker is having birthday today. And her dad, we want to wish her, Zoe, a blessed birthday. And of course, or my sister-in-law, Caroline, in Canada is having her birthday today. She was with us in our early morning service online. And we trust that she's having a great day. Um, and so let's give them a big hand. Those who are having a birthday today, let's wish them a blessed and a happy day and a blessed day. And although you may not be able to celebrate the way you really wish you could, uh, may the presence of God be with you. Then this week we have some others that are celebrating birthday. Sister Maxine Castles, Brother Albert Lewis, Sister Orlet Donegan, Tyson Moss, and Zanae Lewis. They're having birthday this week. So let's give them a hand as well. Praise God. May they have a blessed week as they celebrate their birthday sometime this coming week. All right, we got a couple of announcements that we want to make. Um, and I uh, want to remind you that we continue to stream our services on Tuesdays at 7.15 p.m. But on Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. is our prayer. You can join the prayer line. So many have joined that. We're so happy that you're able to join from work or wherever you join. And then on Friday night, we also have prayer at 8. And I encourage you to join the prayer line on Friday at 8. Because anytime you want to connect, don't know how to connect, you can always call the church office. We are open five days, Monday to Friday. And you can get the information that you need if you'd like to connect that way. Now, uh, we've been going through this COVID thing for a couple, several months now. And uh, when we started our double or two services, when we came back to church and reopened the services, we had two services scheduled for 8 and 11. And we did that because if everybody who could come did come, then we wouldn't be able to hold and, and practice social distancing, distancing in one service. Well, we've looked, we've had it for four weeks now. And what we've noticed is that we still have... A, less than 25%, we have about 25% capacity that is, we have 75% available capacity. So what we're going to be doing, beginning the first, the first Sunday in August, we're going back to one service. And we're going to be going back to service at 10, beginning the first Sunday in August. If we ever get too crowded sometime down the road, we'll switch back to two. But until then, we're going to be one service and inviting you, so it's going to be one service at 10 uh, that we will be streaming. Um, and so one service at 10 that we'll have here live uh, beginning the first Sunday in August. So for those of you at home, uh, you're getting uh, that notice. We'll be sending that out as well uh, with the app. And so you'll get that information as a reminder that we'll switch back beginning the first Sunday in August at one service at 10. That will enable us, because uh, we are wasting resources by having run in the second service uh, generally at 11, um, and we are more than 75% available capacity. And so well, we don't want to do that. This is not the time to waste resources. This is the time to conserve resources. And so we want to be able to deal with that aspect as well. 
I uh, think that once people get the get back in the mode of coming back again, uh, they've gotten comfortable staying at home. We know that some people have issues, but not so many people have issues. And so we trust that they will begin to recognize getting out is important, and uh, you'll hear more about that as we go on a little while. So you can pass that information on. We're going to be sending information to, towards everyone regarding that this week. We'll send a mass uh, communication out so that everybody will be aware beginning that Sunday that in August we'll revert to one service at 10 a.m. All right. Uh, you continue to, uh, as your time goes on, we want to appreciate those who are contributing online. Uh, some have been mailing their tithes and offering. Others have been dropping them off. And those that are here, the buckets are at the end of the the. Uh, the alternate serve rows, you can, as you leave, just drop it in the bucket at whatever time as you are leaving. I want to continue to remember those who are sick and recovering. We're good to see Sister Anna Singh, praise God, recovering, and Sister Paulette, good to see you. And some others that are still recovering at home, want to continue to remember them in prayer uh, as well. Um, so we're thankful to God that he's, uh, he's the healer, he's the Jehovah Rapha. And he's working on them, and they are recovering at home. Praise God. You know, I want to ask a question this morning, and that is, how many people have ever had someone break a promise with you? They promised you, and they broke the promise. You suffered a broken promise, everybody? I think everybody's gone through that. Isn't that some time? Amen? And sometimes it's a major thing, and it's an important thing. And a broken promise is not something that we like. But I want to be able to talk to you this morning about one who will never break his promise. And that's our God. He will keep his promise to you. And I want to encourage you to know this morning that what's going to take you through COVID is to know the promises of God. If anything is going to help you to survive, to make it through, to not get too weary, to not get discouraged, to not get despondent, is when you appropriate the promises that God has already made to you in his word. And we're going to be looking at that this morning as we look to the word of God. You know, there's a gentleman by the name of William Penn. He was the son of Sir William Penn, uh, maybe a famous admiral that you may have read in history back he was the founder of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And he was well liked by the Indians. It is said that one day the Indians said to him, you can have as much land as you can walk on foot in a single day. They told him, you can have as much land. And so William Penn got up early the next morning. He walked until late that night. And when he finally went to claim his land, the Indians were greatly surprised because they really didn't think they would take, he would take them up seriously on their offer. But they kept their promise and gave him the large area which he had traveled. And today, that's primarily the city of Philadelphia. William Penn believed what they said. You know, we hear today that People say a promise are made, promises are made to be broken. That seems to be the prevailing train, train of thought today. But that's not what we want to 
live with. We don't want to hear that because that's not what it's supposed to be. Your word is supposed to be your bond. You know, in former days, back in the time of my grandparents, you know, when they, made a, when they went to the bank to borrow money, there were no written documents. Bank loans were made on the basis of a handshake. Can you imagine that? And a handshake. And there was an agreement as to when you would pay it back. I'm talking about money to build their houses. It was based on a handshake. Because your word was your bond. You don't want to try that today. You go to buy a house today and you, you, write, you sign more papers than you can imagine. They kill trees just for you to write to sign paper after paper after paper. And every year they add more paper because when people find loopholes, because even after people write and sign on the dotted line and have negotiated and agreed to what they want to do, they still try to find a way to wiggle out of their word. And in order to prevent people from doing that, you'll find that transactions, they increase the paper. And if you, if you bought house, a, a house a long time ago, and then you bought a house today, you would have noticed the increase in the number of documents you have to sign. And because there are additional documents, because people have found ways to circumvent and not follow what they agreed to. And so the, 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 the banks and other, other entities have to add more paperwork for you to sign to sort of close those loopholes that were there. And so what is a promise? A promise, as the Bible, as the dictionary defines it, is a declaration that one will do exactly what they say or something will happen just as pledged. Another dictionary has it as a declaration that one will do or refrain from doing something specified. Keeping your word is very important. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, after many years here in the United States, I really wasn't a uh, baseball fan. I never really, I still don't understand the game fully. I wouldn't be able to tell you a lot about it. My first encounter with going to a baseball game was after I've been in this country for almost 40 years. And I was in Chicago at a meeting with our national board, and they were, having a, they were taking the board to the game. And so they bought the tickets and everything. And it's, the interesting thing is that my first encounter to baseball in this country was at one of the most famous stadiums in the country, uh, Ringless Stadium in Chicago, as known as one of the famous baseball stadiums. And the interesting thing about it is that here am I being the first time going to a baseball game, and I am going to see who play the Chicago Cubs, who had just won the World Series after 100 years of not going to the World Series. And so uh, I became inducted as a Chicago Cubs fan. Of course, you can understand that because it's the only one I've ever seen and the only game I've ever gone to. And so I want to tell you a story about Wayne Williams, though. Wayne Williams grew up in, in Chicago, and he was a Chicago Cubs fan. And he and his father were 
avid, avid fans of Chicago Cubs. And as a young boy, he and his dad would watch the games on television and he would listen to the radio broadcasts in the car. And the Cubs, of course, were, were never, had not gone to the, the, the World Series during the time of Wayne and his father. They had not made it. The last time the Chicago Cubs had gone to the World Series was 1908. But the father and son made a pact. And they said, when, not if, they said, when the Chicago Cubs make it back to the World Series, wherever they are, they were going to go to listen to the Cubs together. They were going to gather together and listen to the Cubs game in the World Series together. So when the Cubs made it back to the World Series in 2016, it was a bittersweet moment for Wayne. It was sweet because his beloved team was back in the World Series. But it was bitter because his father had died not seeing the Cubs going to the World Series. Now I got to tell you that Wayne now lived in North Carolina. His father was buried in Indiana. And because of the pledge, because of the pact that Wayne and his father had, Wayne decided to keep his word with his dad. And Wayne drove from North Carolina to Indiana. And he got his chair, and there was a picture of Wayne in the cemetery with his flashlight sitting in his chair with his radio on and his light on his father's headstone. And there he says, I promise that wherever we were, we were going to listen to the Cubs game together. I know you and I know the father is not listening, but Wayne says, I got to be there where my father's buried. We're going to be in the same place together. What a person to keep a promise. Well, I want to tell you, if a man can keep a promise like that, how much more our God? And we're going to talk about that this morning. So let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you that your words are life unto those that find it. And literal medicine unto all flesh. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to us today. Through your word, God, may we be enlightened, may we be energized, may we be encouraged, may we be revived. And we ask you to help us as only you can, God. We ask it in Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. The Bible is filled with the promises of God. From Genesis to Revelation, we read of normal people that had received the promises of God. One of the early ones that remember, of course, is Abraham. And Hebrews chapter 6 says, it says, Since there was no one greater to swear by, God took an oath in his own name. And this is what he said to Abraham. I will certainly bless you, and I will multiply your descendants beyond number. And the Bible says then, Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. 
You know, when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves. And that's why when you go to court and they take the Bible and they say, lift your right hand. And then you say, you put it on the Bible. It says, you swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. It's based on because even the unbelieving world understands that the word of God is so solid rock. It is certain. It cannot be broken. And so you are taking an oath on the basis of someone greater than you. God, the Bible says, bound himself with an oath so that those who receive the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given, the Bible says, both his promise and his oath. And the Bible says these two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. It is impossible for God to lie. And the Apostle Paul tells us, for all the promises of God are in him and in him what? Amen. To the glory of God. Paul reminds us that God's promises are solid rock. If God said something, it will come to pass. It's amazing. When you read the word of God and you see, you know, if you go back, here's something that comes to my mind. Uh, how God keeps his promises. And no matter what, his promises are always coming to pass. You know, when back in Genesis, when the flood came, you know what God said to Noah after the flood? He says, I will never send another flood like this upon the earth. And the salt says, I'm going to give you a sign to tell you that I'll never do that. And God says, I'm going to give you the rainbow. And so every time you and I see the rainbow, it's a reminder that God keeps his promise. What a God we serve. Amen? He's an awesome God. And so this morning, I want you to know that if anything is going to take you and I through COVID, if anything is going to carry her through the process, it's going to be the word of God. You and I are going to have to hold on to the promises of God because I know that some people are already beginning to feel weary and some people are beginning to feel this is enough and some people are beginning to feel I'm getting tired of this. But I want to encourage you this morning. The Bible says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see, Isaiah was speaking to a people that were broken, that were discouraged, that were running weary. And he would tell them, wait on the Lord. He will renew your strength and your hearts. My friend, if things are getting weary for you, I want to encourage you to just go before God and call upon him. And when you call upon him, he will draw near unto you as you draw near unto him and you'll begin to sense the presence of God coming around you. And so this morning, it's a beautiful promise that we can apply today in our lives. If we will wait on God, he will show up and he will renew or being. Another scripture that we can remind ourselves that the Bible says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. You know, sometimes because of life, we, we, get, we forget our foundation as the people of God. And sometimes we begin to place other things before the Lord. 
This verse is a perfect reminder of the promise that we must put him first. And when we seek the kingdom of God first, the rule of God first, he says he's promised that he will open doors to all our other needs, whether they be financial needs or relational needs or even the small things of life, whatever it is, COVID needs, whatever the needs are, if you and I will put God first, he will take care of those other needs. We need to remember the promises of God. We need to hold on to the promises of God. And when it comes to protection, there's a psalm that is so wonderful, Psalm 191. I want to tell you, listen to this part of it. It says, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forever. Aren't you glad to have a word like that this morning? A word from God that says, I'm going to be watching over you. You're going and you're coming. That's why you and I need the word of God, the promises of God. And this morning, we're going to look at some promises that's going to take us through. See, I want you to know, first of all, that God formed you with intention and he knows you intimately. When God created you, just as he created the world, just as he has a plan of salvation through Jesus Christ, he was doing what he had intended to do. In Psalm 139, it says, For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Can I tell you, God created you intentionally. My friend, God created you intentionally. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Not only are you God's masterpiece, as we are told in the Bible, but God has a special plan for your life and even the spans of the years. And the psalmist continues, says, Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days they were formed for me when none of them has existed. That means I want you to know, my friend, your existence is not a mistake. God did not make any wrong moves. Isn't it amazing this morning to know that your creator created you specifically the way you are and he has a plan for your life. And COVID doesn't change that. I want you to hold on to the promises of God. And then I want you to know that God loves you unconditionally. You know, some people don't feel love. Some people don't even think anybody loves them. But oh, I want you to know this morning that there is a God who loves you unconditionally. Despite what you may think, despite what others may say about you, despite how you feel, there is a God who loves you unconditionally. Theologians tell us that there is a God vacuum in our heart. There is a space, they say. There is a space that he created that only he can, fulfill, that he can fill. And the Apostle Paul reminds us about this kind of a love that God has for us. Because all of us want to be loved. All of us want to be to experience that kind of a love. That unconditional love. And the Apostle Paul tells us, he says, in Romans chapter 8, as Paul says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor the powers nor height nor depth, 
nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. This morning, my friend, you may not feel love, but I want you to know, you may not even think who loves you, but I want you to know that the creator of the universe loves you unconditionally. Oh, hallelujah. He loves you just the way you are. Praise God. You don't have to fix yourself for God to love you. Isn't that wonderful? You don't have to look a certain way for God to love you. He loves us even with your mask on. <laughs> you know, we take away. You know, isn't it amazing how life is? Uh, you know how people put on a lot of stuff to look beautiful. <laughs> and then you got to put the mask on. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, God just took away several things. You know, he took away a lot of things. He just stripped us of a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that we used to put a lot of faith in and a lot of stuff, you know, you know, right, 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 Rebecca? All that uh, things that we used to put our stuff in to look nice and wonderful. And then we had to throw that mask on. And then we tried to find masks that match. And we tried to find masks that look a certain color with different things and try to mix and match and that. Trying to get back to look somewhat stylish. But I got to tell you, as much as you try, boy, those masks. <laughs> we don't look the same, I got to tell you, with the mask on. And so, but God loves you unconditionally. He loves you whether you have on a mask or no mask. Isn't that wonderful? God loves you the same. Praise God this morning. Hallelujah. And then I want you to know that you need to remember that you're never alone. You know, sometimes people feel lonely. Sometimes people feel isolated. Sometimes people feel like they're rejected. Sometimes they feel like nobody cares. But I want you to know that you're never alone. And the Bible reassures us with a promise. In Psalm 27 and verse 10, the Bible says, When father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Hallelujah this morning. When father and mother, I mean, father and mother don't normally forsake. But when God says, even if father and mother forsake you, I will not forsake you. I will take care of you. Come on, give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. You have one parent and friend who is the eternal lover of your soul. He will never abandon you. Come on this morning. God is right there with you, my friend. When you feel alone, when you feel like you, no one bothers, no one cares, I am by myself, and I don't know if, any, if nobody called me, nobody said anything, nobody's checked on me. Can I tell you, God has checked on you. He hasn't checked out. He's right there with you. He's still with you. Glory to God. Remind yourself of that. When the devil want to tell you, oh, you're such a poor thing. You are just by yourself. Nobody really cares about you. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You are not a poor thing. You are the king's kid. You are the child of the king. He loves you unconditionally. He'll never leave and forsake you. He's right there with you. Praise God. And wonderful thing, you can talk to him. Oh, hallelujah. And guess what? He'll talk back to you. Praise God. So this morning, I want you to understand that. Remember that. And there is another promise is that God's plan for your life is to prosper you, not to harm you. 
You know, our world knows brokenness and sin, but God knows hope and restoration. One of the favorite verses is Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the plans I have for you, God says. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plan to give you a hope and a future. And in COVID times, you can feel as if, what is going to happen? Where are things going? And you look at your life and you, maybe you're without a job. But you must remember what the psalmist says in Psalm 103. The psalmist exclaimed, praise the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. God has benefits. He says, who forgives all our sins and heal all our diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Listen to this. Who satisfy your desires with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That's our God. That's the word of God we need. That's what's going to keep you and I. That's what's going to take you through. It is the word. It is the promises of God. And you've got to hold on to the promises. You see, God is invested in your well-being. And he's working towards your renewal, to your wholeness, to your healing. God has big dreams for you, my friends. He still, his plan has not changed because of COVID. Obedience often requires, in order for us to experience the plans of God, we have to walk in obedience. And obedience often requires faith and risk. You see, we have to take, there is faith and risk. And God will order your steps and direct your path as you call upon him, as you wait upon him, and as you look to him. Do you know one of the things that I, I was thinking about? You know, when you stop and think about it, you realize this COVID is just six months. Now, I know six months and you stop and think about it. It feels like six years, doesn't it? It may be six months, but it feels like six years. But I want you to put some things into perspective. I want you to grasp and understand how God works. When you read the word of God, did you realize when the children of Israel were walking in disobedience, did you know that God let the Philistines harass them and pauperize them for 20 years? I want you to begin to understand the things of God because we are in six months and we are saying, oh, how long? When is this going to stop? How much more can we bear? And the children of Israel, when they didn't walk with what God said, when they didn't walk in pleasing God, when they didn't do what he said, he made them go through years. And then when he raised up a deliverer, they would have peace for a number of years as long as the deliverer lived. And as soon as that judge died, they would go right back to their old ways. And guess what? God would put them back again into the hands of the, of the enemy. And there would be years again. Now I want to give you a scripture that demonstrates that because we quote that scripture, but we quote it missing out something. Here's a scripture. It's in Joel. Joel chapter 2, and we like to quote it. Here's what it says. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. The crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts. My great army which I sent among you. Did you hear what God says? I sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. 
and the praise the name of the Lord your God. Now we like to hear that. We said God is going to restore what the enemy has taken from us. And God is going to restore all the different things. And God is going to restore the, what the swarming locusts have eaten. But what we forget and what we did not focus on. But COVID is helping us to see. It says I will restore to you the years. You know what took the years? You need to understand how the locust population worked. First, one set came and they ate the leaves. Then another set came and they ate the fruits. Then another set came and they ate the bark. And then they killed the tree. All the crops gone. And guess what? They came year after year after year. When you read the book of Judges and you see the Philistines and the locusts coming and, and the things coming and at the people, it was they were pauperized for years. I'm trying to help you to put into perspective that COVID is only six months. And I want you to understand that we don't know how much longer it's going to go. But if you and I are going to make it, we better get into the word of God. We better get to get a hold onto the promises of God. Because if short of a miracle, we're wearing masks in July 2020. We could be wearing masks in July 2021. And how are you going to make it unless you're holding onto the promises of God? You're going to need, you and I are going to need to hold on to the word of God. Because the enemy will try to wear you down and wear you out and get you discouraged. And some people are ready at that point. But I want to encourage you this morning to understand that you and I need to hold on to the promises of God. That's what's going to sustain us. That's what's going to keep us. That's what's going to carry us all the way through. Because God will Keep his promises. So whatever you may lose in COVID, he can restore for you the same way that he restored what the swarming locust has eaten, what the, what the chewing locust has eaten. Our God is able to restore. So if your 401k has gone down, if the stock market has dropped down and you've lost some of it, can I tell you, you need to trust God that the same God who has restored the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the same God will restore whatever COVID has taken from you. Can you give him praise this morning? And then the Bible says, you shall eat plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wonders with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. And then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God. And there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. You see my friend, the risk that God is calling you to take is going to worth it. You are made with a purpose. But you cannot accomplish that purpose without obedience. We must be willing to trust God and step out, taking his hand by faith. You know, the church is supposed to be the leader. We, the church, the people of God. I want to remind you, as I did the early service this morning, that in the time of the plagues of the past, it was the church that ran to help the people. 
the world ran away from the plagues. They went to the hills. They went to the mountains. It was the church that went and ministered to the sick and the needy and the one that had the plagues. We, the church, cannot hide. We, the church, cannot run away. We, the church, must understand that we live by faith and not by fear. And if people are going to see that our God is real and that God is not only good in good times, but God is also good in bad times, and that we just don't say God is good when things are good, but God is good all the time. And the psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at what? All times. His praise shall what? Continue, come, come on, give him praise this morning. Just lift your hand and give God praise wherever you are. Those of you at home, I will bless the Lord at all times. Even in COVID, we will still bless the Lord. We will give him praise. We will honor him. We will exalt his name because he's still worthy. God is still worthy. My friend, I've been thinking, how does my neighbor see me? Do they see me as a coward? Do they see me that I really believe in God, that, has, that I have faith and confidence in God? Do I really believe I'm covered under the blood of Jesus or I am not? Or do I just say that when things are good, but when things are rough? And I'm not saying that we should not use common sense. I'm not saying that we need to go there without our mask. I'm not saying that we should not wash our hands. I'm not saying that we should not practice social distancing, but we still cannot hide ourselves. There are those who are hiding. And I got to tell you, if it keeps on going for months, you got to finally come out of your cave. And you better start developing faith. Because you're going to run into people who wear no mask. You're going to run into people who don't wear any mask. And what are you going to do? You're going to be hiding for how long? We can't be hiding for long. We've got to be people. You know, this is a time of testing. This is a time when our faith is being tested and tried. That we just don't believe things in good times. And we spout out a lot of good things in good times. But when challenges come, we go hide. No, 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 no. We are the church. We are the people of God. If anybody needs to be under the blood, we are under the blood of Jesus. We're covered under the blood. We need to act like we're covered under the blood. We don't act foolishly, but we don't act cowardly. You know, when we go on mission field, we take shots, but we don't know what we're exposed to. I've been in situations where I'm praying for people, and I'm asking them, what do you want me to pray for? And she's telling me the kind of disease that they have. I know it's very contagious, and she's right in front of me like this. And I'm laying hands and praying. And the next person come up and I pray. And I say, what am I praying for? And they tell me, it's another contagious disease. And I'm in a country in Africa where they don't have the medicines. And you know, she hasn't gotten any medicine for the disease. It's not like she's taking a medication. She doesn't have any medicine. She's trusting God to heal her. And I am trusting God to protect me from her. My friend, we are the church. We worship a God who never leaves us. He wants a relationship with us both in this life and beyond. 
We have been blessed with the promise of heaven through faith in Jesus Christ. It is by his blood that we've been washed clean and accepted by our holy God. The redemption plan was Christ's assignment and it was all done in love. And the Holy Spirit is calling you today. He's reminding you and I of all that God has done for you and I. And he wants to be in our lives. He wants to use us. He wants to use us. He wants to use us. He wants to use you and me. He wants to use that next person. He wants you to touch somebody's life. He wants us to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to recognize and to let them know. But as many as receive him. To them he gave the power to become sons of God. Even to them that believe in his name. My friend the only thing that's going to keep us. Is as we stand on the promises of God. I want to close with a story. A young woman by the name of Linda and her cousin was writing a book. They were writing the book together and they started the first chapter. And they left off the chapter to go to another section of the book. And they had promised the publisher that they will give them the first chapter by the end of the month. And as the end of the month was, appear, was approaching, suddenly they realized they were so close that Linda reminded her cousin, we better get back to the first chapter because we have to keep our word. And as they did that, her cousin says, I guess you are right. It's the ice wagon all over again. And they laughed. What does that mean? You see, the ice wagon was a story that passed down in their family. You see, her father, Linda's father, and her cousin's father, they were brothers. They belonged to a family of five boys. And in their time, there was no refrigeration. People kept things cold by blocks of ice. And so they, what would happen is that, in the, especially in the summer, they would, the, 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 the ice wagon would come around, the cart, with the blocks of ice in the back. And what the boys would do, they, would, they, would, they were so thirsty and parched that they would have their little ice pick. And they would run after the, the little wagon. And they would run after it and then chip a little piece of the ice. And, and that's how they would do. And the man who was in the front with the, cart, with the horse, he would be rebuking them. And no matter how many times he tried to stop them, every time the wagon came, they did the same thing. Finally, the man decided to complain to their father. The father called the boys and said, here's what I got to do. You have to stop doing this. You cannot continue to stay, steal the man's eyes. He says, so they thought they were going to get a whipping. He says, no, I want each of you to get a piece of paper. And he says, I want you to write on this paper, I will never jump in the cart wagon again. And after they had written in this, one, man, one boy said, Daddy, what do you want us to do to it? He says, I want you to keep it. I want you to keep it because I know when you write it, you will honor it because in this family, our word is our bond. Well, years passed. Linda and the cousin's father both died. As they were going through both of their possessions, they found this piece of paper folded up. Both families, when they opened the paper, it was the paper that they had written on years ago. I will never jump in the ice wagon again. See, each boy had kept his paper and they had never broken their promise. My friend, if 
young boys like those can keep your promise because their family says their word is a bond. What about us and the family of God when our Father wants us to keep his promise, that knows that our Father keeps his promises? We must be able to trust the promises of God. So this morning, I want them to put for me up on the overhead, number 472, standing on the promises of God. You and I this morning need to hear what the word of God says, standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let his praises ring, glory in the highest, I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. And then it says, standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the holding storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living word of God, I shall what? Prevail. Standing on the promises of God. My friend, you are standing on the promises of God this morning. And I want you to stand together as an act of faith as we sing this Standing on God's promises this morning. We're going to be doing the first stanza. For those in the box up there. We're doing the first stanza and the last. The first and the last stanza. It says standing. The last stanza says standing on the promises. I cannot fall. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting in my Savior is my, as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. We're going to begin with the first standard. After two. One, two. Standing on the promises of, of Christ, Christ my King. Through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Standing. Standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing. I am standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises I cannot fall. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting in my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing. Standing, I am standing on the promises of God. My friend, when you stand on God's promises, you cannot fall. Because the promises of God cannot fail. And because his promises cannot fail, you cannot fall. It's the only answer for us in COVID. It doesn't matter how long COVID lasts. If we keep standing on the promises, we will not fall. We'll make it. We'll make it through. 
will come through COVID. And COVID will be behind us. And we will be able to continue to worship God. And so whether good, thick or thin, bad or good, we are standing on the promises of God. Don't be afraid. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, of a sound mind. If ever a time the church should come alive, it's our time to shine. It's our time to reflect the glory of God. It's our time to reflect the reality of His power. It's our time for people to see that God is real, that He keeps, that He watches over, that He protects, that He provides. When they see that you're not afraid and you talk boldly and you don't talk like them, you don't, it's not a doom talk, it's not a fear talk, it's not a fear monger talk, but it's a talk of hope, a talk of victory. Because we are victorious, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. We are more than conquerors through him that love us and gave himself for us. We are not victims, my friend. We are conquerors and we need to remind ourselves who we are in Christ Jesus. When the enemy comes to want you to be afraid and to, to pack fear in you, you've got to rebuke him. Let him know, I'm a child of the King. I'm under the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God this morning. I want you to leave here with hope, with renewed confidence. And for that one that doesn't know Jesus, or you don't know God, you don't know Christ as your Savior, you need him in your life today. You need him so you can be able to be confident that you have someone that is watching over you. Someone that, you're, that will never abandon you, that will never leave you, that will never forsake you. If you've never received Christ as your Savior, my friend, this is the time, this is the hour, this is the moment. This is a great opportunity. He's given you a chance for you to be able to receive him as you've heard the word of God, the promises of God. I want to remind you that the Bible says all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Even COVID, we're going to look back one day and we're going to see how it works together for good. We don't understand that now and it doesn't seem to make sense to us now. But God says all things work together for good to them that love God and are called According to his purpose. We had to believe God's word or not. We've got to trust him because his word is true. You know. When the children of Israel conquered Jericho. The first city. That they entered when they entered the promised land. Joshua proclaim over that city. He says the person that will rebuild the city of Jericho by its gates may he sacrifice and lose his first son. And he made another proclamation by, I don't remember what it was, and he would lose his second son by the foundation I think. 
Did you know that hundreds of years later, in First Kings, we're now into Kings, way back there now, 100 years later, the Bible told us that a man rebuilt the city of Jericho and he lost his first son. Then he laid the foundation and he lost his second son when he established the gates. Just as Joshua had said, the word of God, he spoke it in faith. And when he spoke it in faith, it was the word of God. He was speaking prophetically God's word. And it came to pass hundreds of years later. My friend, God's word stand the test of time. You can hold on to the promise of God and not waver and not doubt and not let go. It will sustain you. It will keep you. It will carry you. It will keep you afloat. When you're sinking, find the promises of God. Let it be your, that you hold on to and you'll never drown. You'll never go under the water. And even if the water gets up to your neck, you will make it. You will still make it. On broken pieces, you will still make it. Because the promises of God are certain and sure. The word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's word. That's what's going to keep us. That's what's going to sustain us. Whether COVID lasts for seven months or I won't say the other words. It's going to sustain us. No matter the length of time, the promises of God will keep us. The promises of God are sufficient for whatever length of time it is. The promises of God are sufficient. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God this morning. We give him praise. We give him glory. We give him honor. We are the people of God. We are the people of God. We're not afraid. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, of a sound mind. We have the victory. In the name of Jesus, we have the victory, my friend. We have the victory. Don't let the devil come and try to tell you something else. And remind you of all the bad news and the bad news and the bad news and the, the spike and the increase and everything and make fear. No, no, no. We are the children of God and he's covered us. He watches out our going out and our coming in. Our lying down and our rising up. The Lord our God watches over us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Raise your hand as I pronounce the benediction. Lord, we thank you today. Thank you for your promises that are certain, that are sure, that are steadfast, that cannot fail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace as together we say, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Look around at somebody, wave at somebody, give somebody a wave hand. Somebody may have not seen for a while.